Can I introduce the show? Can I introduce the show? I'll introduce. I'll start. Hey, guys. My name's Jake Kerr, and this is the Black Ink Podcast. This is the episode number 38, I believe. And this is Louie, who's just had a haircut. I've had to, like, emotionally... Um, what, what's the word? Like, when I first saw you, you're just like, Oh, yeah, of course you're still my dog, but you just look wildly different, you know? Because now she kind of... Like, look at her. She's got all short hair on top, and she doesn't have a beard or a mustache anymore. She's so cute. She's so cute. Mwah. Hey, Louie. Should we get on with the show? She literally only wanted to... Oh, there you go. She literally heard me... Uh, like, I, I just, like... Obviously, I run a couple of, like... What would you call it? Rehearsals before I get started. I, like, literally just go, like... Hi, my name's Jake. I'm from Black Ink. And this is a Black Ink podcast. This is episode... And, like, as soon as she hears that, she comes running out. And then does the same thing. She sits in the same chair every time, which is just behind the camera. And she looks at me the whole time, like... Who are you talking to? So, she's a good dog. She's great. I tell you what, I was just listening to a podcast. I was actually listening to a Chris D'Elia podcast. If you're not aware of who Chris D'Elia is, he is a stand-up comedian, an American stand-up comedian who is wildly famous. I think he's got two point something million followers on Instagram. He's done, I don't think he's done like arenas and stuff, but he's definitely, he's got like Netflix specials and stuff like that. He did, he had like a, I don't know, he got cancelled. If that's, it's such a weird thing to even talk about being cancelled, right? Because I feel like, you have to have some sort of, um, you have to be like owned per, I don't know if owned is the word, you have to have some sort of management above you or something to be cancelled. Because like, realistically, all cancelling is, is like stopping someone from earning their money, right? But hang on, wait. Yeah, we'll get back to Crystal. I want to talk about being cancelled. And the thing about being cancelled, like I am, I'm constantly feared about being cancelled because I feel like all it takes is someone with a little bit more influence than what I have. And I don't have that much influence, which means the person who could stop me doesn't necessarily have to be that powerful. Um, but all it takes is them making some sort of accusation or, you know, allegation towards me saying that I'm fill in the blank. And the problem is I get on here and talk to the camera by myself for 45 minutes every fucking day of the week. And most of the time, I, I dig myself these holes of conversations that I have to dig my way out of. And sometimes I say wild shit that I don't have to back up. So, I mean, it's not that I don't 100% mean everything that I say, but like every other human on this planet, I, I have the right to grow and to better myself and to learn things and to change my opinion on things and, and so on. So it kind of blows my mind that someone out there might one day have an opinion about me, dig up, you know, because obviously I'm on episode number 38, which means there's 37 episodes of 45 minutes of me talking shit. If you can't find one thing in there that would ruin me, then you're not trying hard enough to ruin me. So I kind of get to this thing where I'm like, well, what would it be if someone canceled me? And not necessarily what would it be that they would use, but what would it mean if they canceled me? And how could I best... Um, how manage the situation, right? Now, obviously, I sound like I'm guilty already. It's like, what if someone cancelled me as if I've got something in the back of my mind that they, I know they can use against me? The reality is, I'm human. There is something that you can cancel me for. Shit, I know that when I get big enough that there's going to be shit pop up from my past that I've totally forgotten about that other people have been like, oh, that's right, he did this, you know? And that's just a part of fucking being human. I'm not throwing myself under the bus. I'm being as real as I possibly can, you know? And I feel like... That's actually the thing that people are attracted to when they listen and uh, digest the content that I create, whether it be videos or pictures or this podcast or stories or whatever it is. It's that I'm not acting like someone who's an influencer. I'm not trying to replicate something that I've seen online. I'm just trying to fucking be me. I'm trying to be me on camera. There's this certain thing about being on camera that people tend to like 
turn into this weird version of themselves where it's like they're turning into a version of what they think people expect them to be if they saw them on camera instead of just like pretending that the camera isn't there and being able to just be their honest like authentic self and also this is the hard part being able to watch yourself back and seeing all those disgusting flaws and realizing that the whole time I do a podcast I don't smile or I always have my eyebrows raised or I'm doing heaps of things with my hands and being able to be comfortable with that being able to see your insecurities, see the things that other people are seeing and accepting it and moving on. Not deleting it because you're not happy with it or not posting it because it's not exactly what you want, but just fucking marching forward. And if you think it's that bad, try and make a, a, a concentrated effort to not do that in the future. That's hard. It's hard to be on camera. It's hard to accept these insecurities and these obvious flaws in your character or in your personality or in your performance, if, if that's what you want to call it. It is a hard thing. But... With that said, if you can nail authentic, if you can be who you are, and also, side note, not saying that this is me, but this is what I've learned. If who you are is interesting to begin with, then it's not that hard to do it on camera. Once you get the hang of being on camera, it's super easy. For example, I've found that I've always been quite a, quite a good conversationalist. As far as the dance that you have with someone verbally trying to exchange information, or maybe just trying to spend some time or maybe you're trying to tell them something or maybe you're trying to find out something about them you know this whole thing about conversation i found that typically I'm, I'm pretty good at it whether it's a short conversation a long conversation everything in between whether i'm talking to a homeless man on the street whether i'm talking to a pretty girl in a nightclub whether i'm talking to my grandmother whether i'm talking to a customer whether i'm talking to my dog i seem to always have this ability to have some sort of like meaningful input and the ability to listen to what people are telling me, process it and answer what they're what they're talking about. So the simple fact that like that conversational skill was already there. All I have to do say for this, for example, for the podcast is tune that conversation to one way so that all I have to do is like express, 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 express. Don't worry about what it looks like. Don't worry about the little bit of like, obviously I'm staring at the camera right now. Next to the camera is the screen showing me and my hand waving about and all this shit in the background. Don't worry about that. Just stay focused in what you're talking about, what you're saying next and keep on that momentum, right? And if I, the more I fall back on who I am inside of my head and what I have to say, the easier it is to have that skill of just continuously talking about something, keeping that tempo, making sure the pitch of your voice is always in a way that people are going to stay on the hook and interested, right? Now, people who don't have that as a standard, and not, I'm not talking about conversational skills, the ability to talk. I mean, just having some sort of skill that they're going to try and project onto the internet or project onto a camera, project into a video, whatever it might be. If they don't have that skill to begin with, and then on top of that, they try and be the version of, of themselves that they think people are expecting them to be, the result is a pure flaming bag of dog shit. There is no denying that that content is really fucking gross. There's something so cringe and, and like, oh, I just fucking whatever, dude. Like people who record videos of themselves for like a minute and then post the whole thing. Hey, dickhead, post five seconds so people get interested in what the rest of the video is and then don't show them. That's a really fucking day one rule of posting shit on the internet. Don't make it so, and if it's the same thing on repeat, like if you're singing or if you're dancing, unless the dance only gets better, the longer the video goes on, here's the thing. No one gives a fuck, right? Because if you just start getting on there doing your little fucking jolty dance moves and then like fucking, then you move on to these dance moves and then you move on to 
these dance moves. I didn't want to see the first ones, let alone the third ones. What the fuck are you doing? You know what I mean? Because let's take that and break it down. You can't dance and no one can naturally be on camera. So when you smash these two things together, it's not a double negative. It's a fucking double down negative. You know what I mean? So I mean, it's not a double negative as in they cancel each other and it becomes a positive. And people are like, oh, look, he's, he's cute. He's giving it a shot. People are just like, oh. What the fuck? Just don't post this. You know what I mean? They're skipping. They're skipping past it. Now, the point that I'm making here: if I remain authentic to who I am and and my opinions and you know fill in the blank, blah blah blah, stay genuine, stay integral. Without a doubt, I'm going to say something and I'm going to do things that's going to offend someone at some time. Right now. That offense, depending on the person and who I offended, how passionate they are about it and how much they're going to execute that, that passion into something into the real world, they may cancel me, right? But what does it mean to be canceled, right? To be canceled, when we look at Chris D'Elia, it means that to be canceled is to take away his fame, his income, his celebrity status, his ability to do what he does. But at the end of the day, you don't come all this way being a stand-up comedian for someone to just say, like, we don't want to hear your jokes anymore. Because the reality is, he was a stand-up comedian to begin with. And he's going to be a stand-up comedian after he gets cancelled. Now, the thing that he got cancelled for, as bullshit as it is, it turns out in the fucking wash of things that he was cancelled for, like, literally things that didn't even happen. The things that ended up fucking him over were cheating on his wife. I believe, this is to my best knowledge, I fucking haven't done research on it because as far as I'm concerned, I'm a fan of Chris D'Elia. I don't want to know what he did wrong. Do you want to know why? I don't give a fuck what my neighbor did wrong, let alone the person that I adore and want the best out of. Someone who creates brilliant work all the time for me to enjoy and continuously does that without me fucking asking. I don't want to know what he did wrong. If he slept with underage girls, Bro, do you know who that concerns? The families and the girls that he slept with. The families of the girls and the girls he slept with. As it turns out, that wasn't even the case. He was cheating on his wife. He was a sex addict. He was rah, rah, rah. Do you know who that involves? I tell you who it doesn't. This guy, right? And I think the reality is most people know that. Most people feel the same way about me. Most people don't, I mean, unless Chris D'Elia was murdering people and jacking off in their blood, most people don't give a fuck about what Chris D'Elia is doing other than the, the, the content that he creates. Now, this isn't a podcast about Chris D'Elia. Obviously, all of my like analogies and examples and all the rest, they're for the sake of the conversation that we're having, right? The thing that I like, don't think that I'm doubling down on Chris D'Elia. I'm using Chris D'Elia as an example, right? And the thing about Chris D'Elia is that I learned is when all of this happened, the thing that I was the saddest about was the fact that his podcast stopped happening, that he stopped putting shit online, that he, you know, there wasn't anything fresh. And to the point where I was going back and listening to old episodes of his podcast, which is congratulations, I was going back and listening to old episodes of his podcast. And sure, like I'm, I will happily admit that you do listen to his voice and the things that he says about, you know, especially when he touches on the topic of the thing that allegedly is a thing that he's involved with, whether it's, you know, underage things or whether it's having sex with strangers or whatever, whatever it was. Every time he brought that up in the podcast and previous episodes, I felt weird because I was like, oh, I kind of know this is a gray area of your life that you may be lying about on camera to cover up some bad shit that you're doing. But at the same time, as soon as it goes on to the next part where he's joking about whatever it might be, I'm fucking laughing. Because at the end of the day, I go to Chris D'Elia to laugh. 
I don't go to Cristalia to find out fucking what food he feeds his dog. I don't, I'm not interested in the clothes that he wears. I'm not even really interested in like his fucking home life and his family and his missus and all the rest. The thing that I go to him for is fucking, is, is, is comedy. You know what I mean? And I think that when I consider, because this is the thing, like there's so many topics and areas that I don't want to get into because I'm just simply scared. You know what I mean? Like I'm a 28 year old white male who comes from a, 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 a reasonably, um, what would you call it? Like not advantageous, but, uh, you know, like I come from a, a, almost a privileged, a privileged situation, I guess. The fact that I am white, the fact that I am male, the fact that I live in Australia, the fact that I live in WA, which isn't even really being like that harshly locked down and, and we don't have that much that we have to deal with. And the fact that like, I, I have the ability to perform within a capitalist environment and be an entrepreneur and create a, a business for myself that may one day create some sort of income that is so much more substantial than what you could ever earn by having a job. I am hugely privileged, right? So there's things that I don't want to talk about because quite simply, I don't want to fuck it for myself. I don't want to give someone who's trying to cancel me the bait to cancel me. But even in that, right? It's by giving people the bait that makes people want to listen to you. If you're talking about shit that other people aren't talking about, like the simple fact that my podcast about me having a vasectomy got the most amount of views of anything else, right? So what does that tell me, right? It's a unique situation that I'm in. I'm a young person. I'm a young male who got a vasectomy by choice. I'm five years down the track and I talk about my whole experience about it. If you haven't heard it, go back and listen to it. I think it was episode number 13 or something. It's not the point. The thing that I took away from that is I'm talking about something that's a little bit raunchy, a little bit edgy. You know, it's a different, it's unique, it's specific. And the more I can do that, obviously the better response I'm going to get. Because at the end of the day, I'm trying to get more ears listening to what I have to say. That's the whole, I mean, it's not the point that I'm doing this, but that is one of the goals incorporated with releasing things on the internet is having an audience who's digesting it and taking it in. So when I think about this idea that I'm not going to talk about something or if something comes into my mind, I'm going to kind of side road it and try and get around it without digging into it too much because I don't want to create that bait for the people that might cancel me. It makes me wonder why the fuck wouldn't you just go hard right at it? You know, like obviously this is one of those questions where I go like, oh, how's someone going to cancel me? And it's one of those things where one day you just wake up and be like, oh, that's how they're going to cancel me. You know what I mean? That's how they're going to cancel me. I, uh, and obviously it's going to be however it's going to be. You don't really have much control over whatever, you know, it might just be someone DMing you saying like, oh, here's a fucking, here's a video of you doing this. You know what I mean? Or, you know, you remember when this and this and this happened? Well, I'm going to tell such and such, however it is, you know what I mean? I'm not thinking of specific times just then. I'm just like literally trying to come up with some sort of ways that someone could cancel me. And when I think about it, it's like, I don't want to say I'm uncancelable. I can't be cancelled. But what I am saying is like, unless YouTube decides to take my videos down or maybe Spotify decides to take my podcast down or maybe Shopify decides to disable my website or maybe Instagram decides to take my page away, I, like, I don't understand. You know what I mean? I don't really understand like what would cancelling be and what would cancelling mean to me if that did happen, you know? And also... Even like, I feel like I have to have an appropriate amount of caution when I do these things. Because obviously, as I said, it can be taken away from me. But at the same time, at the same time, if I'm doing this, and this is all I'm doing, you know what I mean? Like, I, I am completely transparent as far as my sources of income and all that with the podcast and with my story on Black Ink and all the rest. Like, I make money by selling shirts. You know, I gain 
what would you say? Uh, awareness of my brand and all the, and, and like notoriety and some sort of, um, you know, brand trust and all that through doing things like the podcast and having these things where I, you know, I show up to social events and I make, you know, all of these things like I'm creating this whole thing around myself. Now, if I had 100,000 followers on Instagram and it got taken away from me, I'd be fucking bummed out. You know what I mean? And if my Shopify store was doing super well and then it got taken away from me, upsetting. If YouTube pulled down all my videos and fucking rah, 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 it is what it is. But unless it's a criminal conviction and I have my freedom taken away from me, you're not going to stop me. You know what I mean? And the reality is like when it comes down to half of the, like half of these things where celebrities get caught up in some sort of bullshit, the worst thing you can do, it seems, is apologize because you're admitting to the full length of the guilt that is assumed on you by the general population, right? So Chris comes out and apologizes. I don't even want to use Chris Lee because it's not a good, good example. More like, I feel like, ah, fuck, I've only got 10% battery. How'd you manage this? Ah, well, if this podcast ends early, you know why. Actually, just wait. I'm sorry to do this. Right. We're on airplane mode, all right? Woo. But I feel like if some sort of allegation came out about me, the last thing that I'll be doing is making a public apology. I would address it, but I wouldn't apologize. Mainly because as soon as you apologize, it's like you're not just apologizing to the thing. You're apologizing to absolutely everything which means that you're saying, yes, I did this, which then means that people who don't know the full story and what's even scarier is people who know the littlest bit about the story, then label you and categorize you in their mind as the person who did the thing that they're assuming that you did. And they start cross-referencing you and relating you to other people in their mind that did the same thing, right? So I'm not saying that I wouldn't apologize because you know I didn't do the thing because obviously like we're talking about a fucking a, uh, what do you call it, hypothetical right now, we don't even have like a topic that it's about. What I'm saying is, is like, I feel like it would be debilitating to build all of this, to put everything, you guys are seeing everything that I'm putting into this, to get to a certain point where I have to say like, yeah, sorry, I, um, I, I did that. And then some person who doesn't even fucking know me, who didn't follow all this, who isn't the person who's listening to this right now, goes like, well, obviously he's a fucking bad person. If he's apologizing like that, I mean, he did this, what else did he do? You know what I mean? Like, this is the fucking crazy thing about the internet is that everybody has an equal say. (laughs) You know, like, if I put a status on Facebook and fucking you comment on it, my mum comments on it, Barack Obama comments on it, The Rock comments on it, and fucking um, my dog comments on it, they all take up the same amount of space. They all have the same amount of verification. They all have the same amount of weight on the bottom of that status. It's crazy. There is no like, and then if someone makes a fake account calling themselves Britney Spears and it has a photo of them, right, right, and then that comments on there, that has the same amount of meaning as all the other ones. Now, not only do we have no jurisdiction between someone who has like the the information and the history to back themselves up, so when they say something, it means something, like Obama or like The Rock. You know what I mean? There's someone who. Everyone knows, they know they've got a brand attached to them. They know that they've, obviously someone like Barack Obama, he is a lawyer by trade. He's been the president of the United States. So when you see that comment, you're like, oh, I take that seriously. But then you see the comment from my dog and you start thinking like, oh, well actually, hang on. Like, I don't know who this is, but they're in on the conversation. Then you see the comment from the person who's pretending to be Britney Spears and you think, oh, Britney Spears said that there's no fucking validation or verification. Therefore, you have to admit that like when we're playing on the internet, we're playing with like a huge amount of like 
volatility. We're playing essentially with like, we're, we're assuming that people are doing the right thing when we know that people aren't. And this is a place where people are getting canceled. This is the problem. I feel like, I feel like in all honesty, in a bigger scale, most people don't appreciate what the internet actually is. Most people are looking at the internet like this thing that is just assumed and expected as part of our lives, right? It's something that's just like, oh yeah, I mean, the internet just is the internet and social media just is social media. I feel like the legs and tentacles of social media has so slowly, so perfectly and so like almost invisibly crept into our lives now that we feel like it was always there. We feel like we can't even remember a time where we didn't spend six hours a day looking at a screen, you know? And the thing about the internet is while people don't understand the absolute beautiful extent of like opportunity and what it can do for your life, they also don't understand the absolute degradation, if that's the right word, the complete, you know, pulling apart and deconstruction of your mind and your character that it can do it at the exact same rate, if not quicker. You know, we allow ourselves to be revved up and and emotionally attached to comments that we read on Facebook from fucking strangers, comments on posts that are suggested to us, not even people that we follow and that we're interested in, just things that Facebook knows that you're most likely to engage and fucking get involved with. And then you'll see a comment on there and want to respond. How do I know this? Because my whole mind is based around how can I best market my business? right? And I know that if I create some sort of controversial post that I'm going to get the most amount of engagement, which is likes, comments, people sharing it, people sending it, all the rest. So when it comes to me marketing my business, I don't fucking care about your mental health. I care about people seeing my brand. I care about people knowing that I exist. And you have to understand that these news corporations and all the rest, they're doing the exact same thing. I don't give a fuck about how you feel about the world. I don't give a fuck about whether you're depressed living in a world that's falling apart with earthquakes and coronavirus and blah, 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 blah. They care about getting more people on their page, more people commenting, more people getting upset. And the more aggravated you get and the more emotionally involved you get in that thread, the more times you're going to comment. So therefore, the more involved you are, the more engaged you are. So I feel like, and like, The fucking crazy part about that is, is it's those fucking losers who are spending their time commenting on shit that has nothing to do with them are the people that are trying to cancel people. It's like the the loudest 1% of the internet controls 99% of the physical fucking world. It's like, in a real reality, most people don't fucking care about gender pronouns. They don't care what sex you identify as. They don't care about where you grew up or what you... They honestly don't give a fuck. But the problem is, those people, those loud few who want you to know, are the ones who barrack on the bullshit on the internet, and they're the ones who make us normal people have to fucking follow the, the rules that they come up with as they go. Right? Man, you probably disagree with me right now. I actually don't give a fuck. That's what the fucking pleasure of the internet is. You know what I mean? You can leave a comment on the bottom of this saying like, that part about rah, rah, rah. And you know what? I don't give a fuck. You help me out. That's the main thing. You know? That's the main thing. The thing that people don't understand about the internet is it's completely unregulated. There are no rules. There is nothing from stopping you creating an account, pretending to be your next door neighbor and commenting on my thing, making me think that your neighbor doesn't like me. There's no rule that stops you from doing that. And in fact, if the authorities catch you doing that, there is no fucking punishment. 
You know what I mean? That like to do to fraudulently be someone on the internet and okay, probably to actually replicate someone's identity, there may be some something that I don't, I don't know, I don't know, right? But if you just create fucking, you know, Louis Fred who is a, you know, 64-year-old man who started balding when he was 30, he drives a red Ford Bronco and he lives on 21 Wishlist Lane, Sure, make him up. Go ahead. Comment on my thing. Leave something nasty. Leave something nice. Comment a picture of some titties. See what happens. There's going to be no repercussion, right? And in the same way, this is what I was saying before, there is as much depth for the negativity that can come out of the internet as the depth there is for positivity, right? You today can turn a great idea into something that is viable on the internet and in a year's time, create a complete business around it so much so you don't have to work your normal bullshit job that you work right now. It's exactly what I did. Took advantage of the fact that I can create a digital a digital storefront and sell things out of there. And then basically, my ability to earn money comes down to how fucking well I can market those products. Wait for it. Still using the internet. You jump on Instagram, you make a free account, you get, you get yourself some followers by posting interesting things that people want to engage with. You advertise what you're selling on there. People then go to Instagram. They see what you're doing. They go to the click-through link. They end up on your website. They buy the products and then you can put fuel in your car, right? That's what the internet can do. But man, it's just like, you know, and then obviously you follow that worm down the hole and you go, cool. So I want to create more of a story for my brand. Maybe I'll release a podcast and then you get on your podcast and then you say something wild. Maybe you say something out of context. Someone grabs that screen bite in five years time when you've got a million followers and you're doing really well and you've got all the money. And they go, look, back in 2021, he said that fucking duh, 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 duh. You know, taken completely out of context. The person's probably using a fake account, so there's no, uh, what do you call it, accountability on their end. And then before you know it, you have to answer questions to people who don't know you, haven't researched the full product, don't give a fuck whether you win or lose, and you're standing there with your dick in your hand trying to act like, no, 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 I didn't mean to say that. And then they use the fact that you can't get an answer out on time or properly or whatever against you saying like, look, he must be guilty because he's stumbling on his words, you know? Man, I got myself fucking fired up over some theoretical, like, hypothetical shit that hasn't even happened. You know what I mean? That's how real the threat is. That's how fucking real this is, baby. But, mm. Oh, man. I think it's funny, you know. I'm going to cut that off there. Otherwise, I'm just... I feel like I'm talking myself in circles and... I find that when I'm talking myself in circles, it's normally about shit that gets me angry. Not angry, but it's just things that I like have an, like have an opinion about and I want to fucking say something. And the fact that I have no like feedback from someone going like, yeah, you're right. Or like, have you thought about it this way? I just end up fucking getting red in the face and like, it's just pointless. You know what I mean? But, oh, I just had something. Oh, that's right. Man, this is funny. So obviously I've talked about our housewarming this weekend and I'm, I'm super interested to... Uh, kind of keep you tracked along this so that, you know, if you're following the story, then you get to hear what happened at the house when we were, but it's funny, you know, pretty much no one's coming to this housewarming. I think we invited 50 people. There's like 12 people attending, including me and Larissa. So there's like, it's like 10 people. And look, I'm grateful for those people that are attending. I'm fucking the people that aren't attending, you know, you're just doing your own thing and all that. But you know what the reality is? People can't commit to anything anymore. People are literally waiting until the 11th hour for a better offer. Nobody, I feel like I have two friends where I'm like, hey, this is happening on this date. And they go, hang on, let me check my diary. I have nothing on that date. 
let me write in, I'm doing this. Cool. And then anything that comes up between now and that date where something is like, you know, proposed to happen on that date, you go, well, no, because I've got this thing that I said I was doing with this person. I've got two friends that are like that. Everyone else is just like, oh, you're having a house with me. Fuck yeah, sounds good. I'll, I'll let you know closer to the date what we're doing. Rah, rah. It's like, just fucking say, just say, you know what I mean? I would rather you say no than say, I'll let you know closer to the date. Because what you're saying is, is like, oh, you're my second option at the moment, but I don't know what the first one is, right? Oh, but if there's no other first option, then you're the first option, you know, because we're friends, you know, like if there's nothing else, dude, if there's no festivals or if the fucking grand final or, you know, if my brother isn't having his party or, you, you know, if my dog doesn't need a haircut that day, then sure, you know, I'd love to come. It sounds, it sounds like it would be a great time. And man, we've been friends for so long. I'd love to be there for you. You know what I mean? There's nothing more I love hearing about how how good of a friend someone is. And then you have an event and they're fucking busy picking their bum hole, coming up with excuses as to, oh, I, um, um, we, 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 um, we've also, I think I, my, my brother's getting baptized that day. And you're just like, okay, man, I get it. I get it. It's fucking heaps of effort to do anything outside of your normal vernacular. Don't worry about it. It's all good, you know? And let me fucking double down in saying this. I would rather you say no two months out of the event than say maybe right up until a week before and then come. Because the problem, like before you even get into the actual physical logistical side of preparing for these things, it's like, right, I need to know how much fucking, how many bags of chips we need to buy. I need to know how many lollies we're going to get. I need, you know what I mean? I need to know all this shit. I need to know how many chairs I need to have set up. You know what I mean? Like, because at the moment, like very really physically speaking, I thought I was planning for a party of 50 people. I am planning for a small fucking gathering now. You know what I mean? With just as likely to have 10 people show up at 9.30 saying like, oh, hey, yeah, we're coming. We're here now. You know, and obviously on the night, you're full of piss and smoke. You don't care. You say, yeah, fucking oath, come around, bring a few people with you, blah, blah, blah. And you end up, and sure, you end up having an all right time. But wouldn't it be nice if we just skip back to like five years ago when people said like, fuck yeah, well, we know that on the such and such of this date, everyone's going to Jake's place. We're having a house when we rah, 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 and it is what it is, you know, and everybody just fucking showed up and heaven forbid, some of your friends actually got into little groups and made plans around it. So you'd be like, oh, you're also going to Jake's. Yeah, sweet. Do you want to have pre's at my place? And then we'll all head around there together. You know, that doesn't exist anymore. And it's not like, this is the thing. It's not my friends. It's fucking everyone. It's everyone. Dude, you look at the list of events on Facebook and see how many people are interested versus going on anything besides a festival. What does that say about people in general? Dude, this is why there's no fucking good families left anymore because everyone's got fucking Instagram and Tinder where they can see the next best option if this doesn't work. That's what it is. That's what it comes down to. Because we have the events up on Facebook, you end up going like, oh yeah, I might come to your Facebook, uh, no, you know, your Facebook, your fucking housewarming. I'll just wait and see. And then it's like on Wednesday, they see all the shit that's going on on Saturday night. And then they go, oh, I'll go to that instead. Oh, sorry, bro. Something's come up. I got to fucking, I actually have to go to seasons that day. So yeah, I mean, I'm so, man, I'm fucking next time. Next time you're in Perth, make sure you come visit Rora. Hey man, suck my whole dick and balls. You know what I mean? Get the whole lot, put it all in your mouth and suck my whole dick and balls. Cause fuck. Fuck you. Fuck you. I'm not talking to anyone specific. This is a general message to anyone who's not coming to my house warming. It's all good. You had stuff on and I get that. 
I get that you've got stuff on. You know why? Because I run a fucking business and I've got things on as well. And I know how hectic life gets. I get it. And it's not like I gave you two months warning. It's not like we've been living here for six weeks. It's all good, brother. It's all good. That's not why you plan something two weeks, two months in advance so that everybody can definitely come. It's all good. I get it. I get it. You got stuff on. And again, this is to no one specific. I know it's... Dude, if you're listening to this and it sounds like I'm talking about you, then yeah, it's for you. You know? You know? This is in general. This is people in fucking general. This is like an invitation for you to be a better person so that next time someone says, hey, do you want to do this with me? You say yes. And then you let nothing stand in the way between you and doing the thing with that person. You know what I mean? That comes down to being a fucking... Okay, let me give you an example. Look at this. I'm the knight in shining armor riding into my steed. <coughs> like that. Don't worry, dog. It was just a sound. But this is what I'm doing for someone who I don't even know, right? Homeboy falls off his motorbike on Saturday morning, breaks his back in four places. I do not know this man outside of knowing him on Instagram. But I do know what it feels like to have your back broken because your boy's had his back broken once or twice before. Now, I say to him, hey, man. I'm in Perth on Thursday. Any chance you want someone to come and fucking hang out? Right? Because I know you're not fucking bouncing on the trampoline and having fun at home by yourself. I know you're at home in pain, sitting back, looking at the TV, wishing there was something going on. Now, does not matter what the fuck happens tomorrow is the day I'm going. I will definitely get there for a couple hours because I made that commitment to him in that. Now I'm saying, I I know that he didn't invite me to his place and it's me going like, oh, let me see if there's anything better going on on Thursday. You know, like, oh, there might be some Simpsons on channel 10 that I have to definitely watch that's more important than seeing you. I understand that I offered something and I'm following through with that, but that is the exact same thing that I'm talking about right now. It's having that fucking connectivity with people and saying like, like, I value you enough to not let anything else get in the way of this and i might even might even miss out on something that's more important to me but that doesn't matter because i have integrity and i said to you that i would do something so i will do it you know and like even to a lesser extent when people say like oh you know leave that with me and i'll I'll make sure that's done or whatever like people people don't even fucking do that anymore people have no fucking idea what it what it means to follow through with their word and this is the thing we've gone from a time where you used to be able to say to someone like you know, this is how it is. You look them in the eye, you shake their hand, you say, yep, that's how it is. And you can walk away from that knowing that's how it is. That was my dad's generation. And while you had the shitty rat here or there, that's what you had, right? You had your word and you had their word. And you got to judge that character on the firmness of his handshake and how long it lasted. You know what you have now? You have fucking Facebook events that people are interested in. That's the problem. You give people too many fucking choices. This is the thing. I would rather go to a place that has three things on the menu and those things are, are, are literally labeled as the number. I want the number two with extra sauce. You know what I mean? Don't give me a menu with fucking 50 things on it because then you've fucked my whole night. You've given me too much option. You give me five things that I want and I have to pick one of them, right? There is something in the human mind that says that like, dude, I actually like, I like the idea of having variety, but I want to get the same thing over and over. And that pattern repeats itself everywhere, right? So the idea of saying like, if you're, if you're a dude and saying like, Hey man, you can fuck those 10 chicks, any one of those 10 chicks, you can go fuck them. Right. But the reality is if you pick one 
and stay true to that person and continuously repeat that cycle of whatever that cycle is, waking up, doing your thing together, having experiences together, doing activities together, doing it, and you keep on going down the track, right? You get 10 years with that one girl. The thing that you get out of that one girl is so is way more than 10 times better than having 10 one-year relationships with these 10 chicks, right? And the reason is because that one thing is going to give you so much more fruit than what any one of those things is going to give you. Why? Hang on. Oh, Riz is home. Oh, and I've locked the door. Hang on. Wait there. Oh man, that sucks. <laughs> it doesn't suck. I've just like lost my momentum. And also, there is something about the human psyche and that that I've lost my momentum. You know what? I did a fucking hour long podcast yesterday. I'm going to claim 10 minutes from there and put it on the tail end of this and just say that that's a 45 minute podcast. I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to wrap it up there. You've been great. Thanks for listening. If you're a long time listener, you've already done this. You've subscribed to my YouTube channel. You like me on, uh, you follow me on Instagram. You like me on Facebook. You watch all my TikTok videos and you like them all. You've gone on Instagram. You've liked, commented and saved everything. You've sent them to your friends. You've done everything you possibly can. And if you're a new listener, just fucking rewind about 30 seconds and go do all of that for me. Anyway, until then, go do something good for someone. Be good to your mum because I'm fucking out. Yeah!